0: literary slummers to another episode of hate
1: read. I'm one of your stanomorphs, Anna, and I'm another one of your stanomorphs, M. Every fortnight here on Hate Read, uh, well, that's crap and not actually applying to what we're doing right now. <laughs> 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 the premise of the podcast is that we challenge each other to read books that we think we'll hate, but we haven't done that this summer instead we're doing a slummer reading project. Where we are reading the Animorphs series uh, by K.A. Applegate and discussing it. Mm -hmm. Although I will say it has been approximately a thousand years since we last recorded one of these episodes because we are recording in bulk for scheduling purposes. Pretty much, and I feel like so much has happened since we last talked about anamorphs. I literally have aged another year,
0: yeah I, like, I have aged the the anamorphs have aged mm-hmm. it feels like they're centuries old. Now. I have
1: actually moved out of what I used to call my mid twenties what I could claim was still my mid twenties and I'm firmly in my late twenties now um mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm much older and wiser. <laughs> I'm coming at this with a fresh new perspective.
0: Yes. And by the time this airs, I will be almost 30. Oh my
1: God. I will be a week
0: away from 30. So that's where I am now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So. Still reading Animorphs. Still reading Animorphs. (laughs) So this week we did read Animorphs number four which yes. is the message the message, the message. um message, which was our first message. cassie point of view um what do you think i thought
0: cassie was kind of boring <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: i'm like obviously she is not the star of this book yeah. like i feel like
1: there's a big other thing going on that draws a lot of attention away from cassie
0: yes yes which is probably fine i don't feel like cassie has a lot going on for her other than that she loves animals so yes she has no drama in her life yes and that's about it
1: and i would also say i think that um i've discussed before and i know we'll definitely discuss in the next book how these first few books are very much setting up like what the animorphs motivations are for Mm -hmm. and everybody else has kind of been like has it has been like a journey to reach that that motivation like Cassie's motivation is very much like she loves animals and the earth and where she ends up at the end of this book is like yeah there's some more information she has about like what might happen to animals and the earth but her motivation Mm -hmm. is still I love animals and the earth like (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> it didn't really change much. Not a lot of character development as far as Cassie is concerned. Yes, she's still horse girl. She's still That's horse fine. girl. We we do get a little bit of the Cassie-Jake relationship in this one, uh, although I would mm-hmm. argue we don't actually get that much, but the book seems to think that It was everything. It was everything. And I'm just like, what is this? I'm not a fan of the Cassie-Jake relationship. Let me just... I'm not
0: either. And mostly it's because I don't love Jake.
1: See, I thought that was my reason too, but I'm a big fan of a different Jake-centric relationship that I am sure I will get to by the end of this book. But... (laughs) Oh, Lordy. (laughs) So I think it's... And I actually... I think I, I ship Cassie with a different animorph. I think that's that's what I'll say on it for now, and we can get into uh, that later on.
0: Yeah, I can see I can see her being with someone else.
1: Mm, I wonder if we agree on who that is, but um, yeah, I guess we'll find yeah. out. So, speaking of finding out, let's go ahead and get into the breakdown for animorphs number four, the message.
0: Yeah. So this one, like. This one opened up a lot of lore, Animorphs lore, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to us, I think, because we do meet a very special character in this one. So, but to start from the beginning, Cassie and Tobias are both having really weird dreams about a sea and someone calling out to them from the sea, and they decide to bring this up to the others, but the others are kind of like, "Um, what are you talking about? You guys are weird. I don't have those dreams either. We don't even believe you.
1: Which like um, that's some pretty uh <laughs> strong, a pretty strong stance to take from people who turn into fucking gorillas, but exactly. whatever. Exactly. <laughs> and
0: can speak to each other through their minds. Like, like this like, is where we're drawing the line. Didn't think that would be possible. I think my concern, if I were leader Jake, mm, I'd be leader like Leader Jake. Yeah, leader Jake. I would be like, oh, I think it's viscer 3 communicating with yeah. you.
1: Yeah.
0: No one even brings that up. But none of them jump to that conclusion. Um but I guess because Visser 3 doesn't know their identities. I don't know.
1: But Visser 3 can mind speak to them when that is true. they are. So I feel like I'm a little confused about how the mind speech works in general. And I think it comes up in the next book more than this one. But um, mm-hmm. they mentioned stuff about like, oh, I whispered in mind speak. Oh, I yelled in mind speak. I'm like, are there like physical limitations to the mind speak like do you have to be able to see the other person like mm-hmm. what are the rules in terms of that and I don't know if we've really gotten a really firm grasp on that yet or if we yeah. ever will.
0: I probably not it's probably just a convenience thing Yeah. I think yeah <laughs> um but so while they're they're having a meeting discussing the dreams when all of them are kind of hit with this feeling and Cassie and Tobias also get like knocked out and have a vision about someone who they think is an Andalite calling to them from the bottom of the sea, essentially saying, come help me, I can't last much longer, help me, help me, help me. Mm -hmm. And so the others are like, okay, so maybe there is some credence to what you guys are saying. Also, should we call the cops, or should we call 911 because you guys are, like, passed
1: out? (laughs) Also, at this point, don't they, haven't they seen, like, the news or something that there's been some... uh, some debris washed ashore that has like the andalite writing on it so they're like oh putting two and two together Mm -hmm. maybe there is an andalite lost at sea
0: yes yeah leader jake did see that on the news so uh so they decide that they need to go to investigate the whole sea Mm -hmm. and to do so they decide to as as rachel said in book one they decide to go pick up dolphin morphs like yeah, they were going to come in handy, whoever yelled at Rachel for wanting to become a dolphin. Right,
1: right. Yeah. There was... I'm trying to think. Hold on, let me... I'm going through my notes right now. hmm Maybe I have nothing to say on this. I thought I did. The
0: dolphins are named after Friends characters. Oh, yeah, that
1: was it. Um, <laughs> I actually had a lot to say on that, just because, like, in... Okay, so it's... Br- okay, so the dolphins... <laughs> are as you mentioned the, the first <laughs> here's the thing the first dolphin <laughs> that is introduced is named joey um uh-huh. and then the dolphin trainer is like oh yeah we have six total dolphins and their names are joey ross chandler phoebe monica and rachel and like nobody in the book acknowledges that they are named after friends characters <laughs> so, and i i i imagine that the target audience of this book might not have picked up on that right like yeah eight-year-olds might not have been like oh friends characters you know very true so i, I think this was just meant to be like a a winky thing that applegate put in there because she likes <laughs> the friends. parents
0: reading it. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: to us <laughs> many years uh-huh. in the future however mm-hmm. it opens a very um I would say, concerning line of inquiry about the standards of care at this animal park Because this book, if I believe these books are supposed to be coming, are set at the time that they are being published. So this book came out in '96, which was like Mm -hmm. season two of Friends. Yes. So, like, either this animal park just there's three possibilities either the animal park just happened to name all of their dolphins these things which that's wild as someone who once what a coincidence right like i once came across like a list of baby names my mom was considering for me and monica and rachel were both on it and that was like pre-friends and i thought that was a crazy coincidence so like the idea of having all six dolphins be friends characters coincidentally no no (laughs) way or or The dolphin turnover at this park is so quick that they managed to pick up six new dolphins in the last two years, which that is...
0: That's a little terrifying. A little
1: terrifying, especially, like, I'm I'm pretty sure it takes, like, a year at least to train a dolphin to be, like, a trick dolphin for a show. So, like, that's pretty fucked up. How quickly are they going through dolphins?
0: Let's see. So, bottlenose dolphins can live up to fifty or sixty years, but they in captivity they rarely live more than twenty years. So, yeah, still, still
1: not making sense. Not numbers. great. Or the third option is that one of these trainers is just like a h- fucking super huge Friends fan, and one day they came in to work, <laughs> we and we're <laughs> like, no, fuck this! Its name is not Flipper anymore. It's clearly a Chandler. <laughs> I could believe that, though, too. I could believe any of these except the... Either of these except the coincidence. Any it's of these except the coincidence. coincidence. It's not a coincidence. S- some trainer is a crazy huge Friends fan, and either they renamed all the dolphins, leading to, I'm sure, mass <laughs> dolphin confusion, or this animal park is, Their dolphins are dying, like, every three years.
0: Or alternatively... The person who named the dolphins is like a year controller mm. and through some like wormhole in space, they've already seen Friends and Friends is like oh. a really old
1: TV series. Maybe, there. <laughs> maybe all of the Friends actors are themselves Yerks or the yes. writers, the writers of Friends are yurks and, and really, they're, they're rewriting this yurk <laughs> program
0: gorilla ad campaign is to <laughs> they... name everything after friends
1: characters and they're rewriting or that they, they like someone one of the yurks got put into this body of this like uh writer for television and they were like uh-huh oh fuck i don't know anything about writing television i i'll just <laughs> i'll just write like old episodes of <laughs> Quinquangs, you know that that <laughs> old sh- that show what? that we used that to have back on the year home planet yeah <laughs> and instead of it being set in the the what's it called cadala what, what's the the pool oh uh, uh Kandora Can- Kandara oh, pool it'll Kandara, be set in yeah. new york it's the same difference <laughs> it's,
0: a s- <laughs> it's a giant Kandara pool yeah new york new york you know <laughs>
1: It's basically hell, but everybody has to go there to get recharged. Ha ha. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is kind of an aside, but I just thought of it. How did, how did the Yerks know? Oh, so you were coming to this alien planet. Mm-hmm. How did they know the humans were the smart smart ones to invade first? Like, what if they, because they keep talking about how intelligent dolphins are. What if the Yerks tried to control all the dolphins
1: first? Dolphins don't have thumbs oh they they
0: wouldn't know what thumbs are for they're just slugs they don't even know that thumbs are and they're like andelites have hooves and taxons are just knives put together in a blob
1: apparently how would they know what thumbs were for well again there's a few possibilities here one maybe (laughs) they did try dolphins first and it's just like it didn't work so Uh because they're like they're in the ocean and what what are they gonna do oh um, That's true. So, like, maybe but they- Earth
0: is seventy percent ocean. So maybe they thought that was a good way to go.
1: Well, maybe they did, and maybe there's still like eighteen it- yurks f- fucking around in the Atlantic, like in maybe the yurks
0: named the dolphins because they are huge Queen Kong fans mm-hmm. and they wanted to name yeah. themselves, yeah, after Queen Kong characters, right? Exactly.
1: Um. So that's one possibility. <laughs> Possibility number two would be that they saw like I don't know the cities and stuff, and we like, oh, it seems like one of these species is building stuff and the other one isn't. We're probably <laughs> the other out. one's eating dirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> which one should we choose? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know. It seems like maybe the one with thumbs. I don't know. Um, uh, or uh, possibility three, which this book opens up as we will go uh, further. They tried the dolphins first, but the dolphins' buddies the whales who are essentially god <laughs> figures in this book question I, mark i have a lot of questions huge about huge question mark over
0: that we'll the whale that.
1: interactivity but here. perhaps the whales uh stopped them from taking over the dolphins
0: that could be whales whales are bros man they're they're fans of humans
1: i have concerns about the way wh- i have concerns about the way whales are portrayed in this book and the way sharks are portrayed in this book because this is <laughs> this is another thing with this book series, sometimes I'm like, wow, I'm so impressed by how thorough Applegate is with her research. Like that must have been hard in the nineties, where uh-huh. you had to like go to the library, to the library and look library. up like Jesus. a big no, book no, of animals. No, no. She just watched Kratz Creatures well, over and over. All possibility. But then other times I'm like <laughs> I'm like, I feel like this is very obviously wrong. And even if I didn't have the internet, I would hope that I would realize that this is very obviously wrong.
0: M M-M. M, like you care. <laughs> You're right, I <laughs> forgot. Like you care. <laughs> um, so they decide to become friends characters and scope out the ocean. And while they're doing this, while they're just looking in the whole sea, they come across a whale mm. being attacked by sharks. Yes. And, but the dolphin, like the dolphin's, mind which they've said many times is an intelligent mind and they were kind of like squicked out a little bit about well Cassie was anyway about becoming dolphins Mm -hmm. because she felt like they were because dolphins are so intelligent she was using the dolphins in an inappropriate manner they which... basically
1: said the exact same shit that i said in the last exactly. episode and i was like holy she fact, wasn't like, reading I didn't ahead this guys. would actually bring up like it was there really... was a couple
0: things in here that i was like wow em had yeah. questions about this and applegate, answered. applegate was she like Listen, we're
1: coming in hot
0: <laughs> she was like hold your fucking horses <laughs> we haven't even gotten through the first cycle of povs <laughs> we
1: heard we heard you were confused about the ethical morality <laughs> of anamorphs and we will be answering those questions just we'll wait address book it. four
0: <laughs> wait till the message the the dolphin refers to the whale as a great one mm. the, like the one of the great ones um and so the kids decide to fight off the sharks
1: um which okay i just i because i mentioned <laughs> sharks tiger sharks don't do this they're like oh the tiger sharks are hunting in a pack like t- they don't that's nonsense <laughs> and also like like I would almost see where someone would get that. I, like, I don't think sharks, I never consider sharks as being, like, pack animals. And then, like, if you throw a tiger in there, that's another thing that's not a pack animal. Like, even if I was just, like, <laughs> trying to, I don't know. It just bothered me. I was like, that's, why, why did you come to that conclusion? So I honestly thought that the tiger sharks were going to be, like, yerks or some shit. Because I yeah, was like, they're like- not acting correct. They need to come correct to this whale. This is nonsense. Mm-hmm.
0: They need to come correct. (laughs) The kids decide to fight off the shark, but Marco gets seriously harmed in the process. Like his tail gets bitten off or something. And they're all like, Marco's gonna die because if he transforms back into a human, he'll drown. Even though, like, there are. (laughs) Here's the thing. So, what ends up happening is that the whale. In his gratitude towards the dolphins, somehow realizes they're not really dolphins, mm-hmm. that that when Marco turns back into a human, because he does, the whale understands that that was one of the dolphins. Right. And then the whale sticks around long enough for Marco to morph back to human shape and rest up and then become a dolphin again. Yes. Uh, because DNA changing means he's not... He doesn't actually have a boo-boo in his human form. And so then when he goes back to dolphin form, the boo-boo is also gone again. Right. But why couldn't the dolphins just do that, though, also?
1: I don't know why you have any questions about any of this. It all made perfect sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, Mark, nonsense. Our- this whole part was complete <laughs> fucking nonsense. I was like, what
0: why are we playing fast and loose with whales here this is the lowest
1: opinion i've had of this series was this like we've talked about like how much we really enjoy this series this was the part that i was like "Ooh, maybe not the whale part part and also just the idea that and i mean like i get it that this is gonna come back like it comes back in a big way in the next book but like the whole If I get seriously injured, I just morph into another animal and then I don't have to worry about it because that's not how DNA works. (laughs) Because DNA. This is nonsense. This is just complete nonsense (laughs) that you can be like bit in half by a fucking shark and then just turn into a human. And instead of like your legs being gone, you're just fine. I'm like that. I mean, like (laughs) it, it does open the door for some really great body horror in later books, but like, if if they decide to go that way as the characters get older, well, they, no, <laughs> and in they the next book, do that in the next book. But like, it yeah. super lowers the stakes, hardcore. Because like, yes, you can basically be like two seconds from dying and just be like, it's okay, I got another life. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's it's oh, s- stick through my heart, nah, now I'm human again. Right. So like, fuck off, I guess. Like, okay, yes. <laughs> and then yeah, the whale. We haven't even really talked about yet the fact that this fucking whale is psychic and Yes. what he knows everything he knows everything like, he knows everything and he can telepathically talk to the morphs which is not something we've singing. seen from any other animal that they are able to communicate yeah. um in this manner and then like he gives Cassie all of his memories like he's the fucking giver and that this is a thing <laughs> that whales do so like they this don't even is have not, to touch. This is not a magic sci fi whale. This is a regular fucking whale. And we are meant to believe that if we just, I guess, swam out and talked to them, we could be given the memories of their hundred years of life that they have been swimming yes. through the Pacific or what the fuck ever. And that that's just how whales work. Like, I don't. There's no. Whales ex- are God. Whales are God. I don't whales understand. Are God.
0: The end, period. And. <laughs> Like, I guess it was kind of nice that, like, the whale song meant... Like, they tried to give meaning to the whale song other than just, like, I'm looking for some bootay. Right. But also, they did have, like, a separate whale song and mentioned in the book, like, oh, the whales aren't singing that because they're looking for some bootay. Like, right.
1: <laughs> and also, like, I really hate when um books do this and it happens a lot in, like, sci-fi and fantasy where they're, like, oh, they were speaking a different language and it wasn't, like, a language with words. It was, like symbols and emotions but then but i understood it perfectly But i understood it and i will tell it to you as words i'm like okay that can't
0: be can't. but i guess so at least she did a little bit there where she was like for five cassie seconds she couldn't explain it but she somehow knew and but uh, then
1: everything the whale says is transcribed as like hello yeah. friend cassie i am a whale and i will give you all and of here this is my here song here is my song about
0: The Andalite in the ocean and exactly where to find him. And you'd better hurry because those yerks are coming. And how could I possibly know that? It
1: was just a lot. This whale really, really shook my suspension of disbelief with this series
0: yeah yeah it wasn't the best um but maybe maybe we find out whales aren't really they're also aliens maybe that'd knows. be
1: sweet actually that'd be
0: cool if they if that was the long con mm-hmm. and she came back like 10 books later and was like
1: whales in space like, fuck y'all space whales this whole time <laughs> belugas fuck that shit they're magic and aliens <laughs> they don't even need spaceships they just swim, in they space. Just swim. it's like the doctor who episode fuck
0: y'all exactly <laughs> <laughs> um so the kids are obviously very exhausted by this and they go home to do homework or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they have to come up with a plan, another plan for how to go save the Andelite. And so what they do is they decide to become seagulls and hang out on a ship that's headed in the general direction of where the whale sang to Cassie.
1: Which this whole to this grow. whole section also um gave me a lot of info in my quest to pinpoint where the uh, animals mm-hmm. are located. And I am yes. pretty sure, I mean, the, the clues don't all add up totally, but I'm pretty sure at this point that they are on the coast of California.
0: Yes, yeah. because
1: the ship is headed to Shanghai. Mm-hmm. And also because at one point they say, because for a while I thought they might have been in Washington because of the wolves thing, Mm -hmm. but then there's like a line about how they went directly south from the coastline, which wouldn't really work in Washington except for like this one place right near Forks. So maybe they're hanging out with the Twilight vampires, but I don't think so. Could be.
0: No, I think they're somewhere in Northern California because they do mention how winter gets cold. So it definitely has to be somewhere where there's weather in California.
1: And there's also, I think there's a case to be made that the animal park, um that they are constantly getting animals from is based on uh the six flags that's in um hold on let me see. Mm.
0: Is it called the garden? Six no, flags garden? but here's the
1: thing. <laughs> it's Six Flags Discover Kingdom. Um ah. and it has like the same type of animals pretty much to the letter that the Animorphs Park oh, has. Damn. Yeah um and also so that's in san like near san francisco and there is another like amusement park near san francisco i believe called the garden something so i think it's like a mm, mashup of those two san parks Fran. Okay. i'm pretty sure they're in san francisco wow
0: maybe we have to watch the tv show for more for more details yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so they decide to become seagulls hang out on a ship that's headed to shanghai Um, but they're going to, before the ship goes all the way to Shanghai, they're going to morph into dolphins, um, and jump over the edge of the ship. Well, in Marco's case, because Marco doesn't know how to swim. He's going to morph into a dolphin and then jump into the water, whereas the others just jump into the water and become a dolphin, which this is very deep water that they decide to just jump into off the side of, assumably, a very tall Mm -hmm. shipping ship. (laughs)
1: What are those called? Shipping ships, that's it. Shipping ships. It's for yep. shipments.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. You uh, ship,
1: know. Shipping cr- Crater. Nope, not craters. Crates. Containers. Containers. Shippers. Shipping shiptainers. Shiptainers. <laughs> what are... What, freights? Is it
0: like... Freight vessel? Shipping freighters? Is that a thing? Freight vessel. Shipping. Boat go? <laughs> ship thing? Boat go ocean? <laughs> Watch or go deep. Ship go over water with Thing. Whale! Wow. Many Thing. Whale. Uh, <laughs> and their plan surprisingly works. Um, This is like kind of a first for them, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And they swim real, real deep into the water. And they come across... I, I'm not quite sure how to visualize this. I think it's just kind of like if you had a greenhouse but underwater. Yeah, I pictured it kind of as like... um, You know like in twenty twenty.
1: Sandy cheeks, her deal. It's like Sandy's
0: house. Yeah. Except for there's not like a squirrel inside. Just a young Andalite. A young princely Andalite. He
1: could be a squirrel if he wanted to. That
0: that, is true. He just had to touch one first. Mm -hmm. Um, But he is the younger brother of Prince Elfangor, who is the one that gave them their powers at the beginning. And his real name is Aximili Escaruth Istil. No,
1: no, it's not. But Marco decides they'll just call him (laughs) Axe. No one can be called that. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) I guess i have a question now sure. about andalite royalty okay because never once does axe say that he is a prince just that he is the younger brother of a yes. prince and he doesn't imply that he's royal in any way i don't and think actually, he is. yeah and actually he like immediately is subservient to jake yeah. the leader of the animorphs who he now calls prince jake yeah uh so how do you think the royal royalty monarchy works i don't think it's in? a
1: monarchy i think it it's a title And uh I think if you're like general. Yeah. Like if you're considering the fact that they're coming from like a different culture, alien culture that doesn't have the same words Mm -hmm. for stuff as we do, that there might be like a lexical gap in what exactly a prince of the Andalite is. Mm. Um, But it is a leader of some sort. I don't think it's specifically genetically. Maybe we'll find out later. It's not like
0: a royal family. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think just royals. (laughs) Maybe he was elected prince. Well, I think that in the next book, Marco specifically says, like, oh, they just seem to call anybody who's in charge a prince. So I think it is a title of some sort that refers to leadership and actively taking on leadership rather than just genetics. There might be a genetic component to it. Like, it might be only certain people can be princes or something like that, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it is just something you automatically get because of, and I could be proven completely wrong about this in like 10 books when yeah the there's like 50 like more up, books yeah, after this. and start calling this dude a fucking prince too or some shit I don't know but it seems like it's maybe it's more of a, a performative title than a like inherited thing. We're doing a
0: lot of work for K.A. Applegate here, filling in the gaps, man.
1: I think she's letting us. She's letting us fill in the gaps. She doesn't oh, want to. Yeah, she doesn't want to give it to Fill in the us, blank you know?
0: books. She likes a show, not tell. Yeah,
1: it's really masterful. Uh, <laughs> I'm only saying that somewhat sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, so Axe is just been chilling here in the bottom of the sea. I guess what happened was he was on the big and ship that was up in space that the Yerks destroyed, but because he was a, just a child, they jettisoned his part of the ship off and onto Earth, mm-hmm. and it just sank to the bottom of the sea, and he's been there ever since. Um, so, like, what, a month or two? I don't know how long it's supposed to have passed. Yeah, it's been and a I while. also
1: feel like, I don't know, maybe he should have tried like literally anything to get out of his situation aside from yes. just like thinking hard like, about it which is yes, and he feel. like
0: he acquired a morph that he could swim out yeah, just go because he does yeah why wouldn't you just leave i, mean, I guess because he thought people were still alive up yeah there, but like
1: he thought it was kind of like when your parents um like if you are At the grocery store and you get separated from your parents, they're like, oh, you just stay (laughs) in one place and I will come back and get you. Versus, like, the little child wandering around the planet and then getting more and more lost. Like, I think that was probably his thought process. But it did seem a little bit, little bit useless of him.
0: Yeah. And knowing what we know about Axe, he probably would have gotten caught and yerked up immediately. He's
1: not. Not very smart. I wouldn't even say he's not very smart. I think that he's just not prepared for the situation he's currently in
0: not prepared for the real world
1: outside
0: of school yes because he is like a teen
1: andaly yeah he's not he's he's an appropriate he has to fit in yeah he's an appropriate appropriate age age to ship with these other animorphs
0: (laughs) oh now okay so when you ship maybe we should talk about this at the end i do have a question about how you ship him but um so it turns out that not only was Axe transmitting his message to the animorphs and the dead andalites, he was also accidentally transmitting his message to Visser 3, who as mm-hmm. we know used to be an andalite. Well, is kind uh, of an andalite. Is an andalite. Andalite and Andalite controller. Yeah. Andalite controller. And uh so Visser 3 um and the Yerks have now decided is a good time to discover the sunken ship or ship park, ship dome, greenhouse, whatever. Um, and so as they're having their meet and greet with Axe, um, some taxons start to come out of the water and, like, everyone just starts to swarm on this little dome. So everyone's like, let's morph and get out of here. And Axe is like, conveniently has a tiger shark morph that he picked up somehow, I don't know, and they leave and they're chased by some taxons in Visser 3 and they kill the taxons or something, but Visser 3 turns into some weird alien swimming shit and is gaining on them, and they're all exhausted. But just as he's about to eat them, the whales from earlier, the whale and his buddies, they come in and save the day by beating up on this three.
1: Yeah. I do get the whale thing on, like, a metaphorical level of, like, because this is Cassie's, like we, we've said, this is Cassie's book about why is Cassie doing this, right? All these early mm-hmm, books. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about this like I'm an expert on this series, and I'm not. Maybe, you know, shit shoulda- <gasps> change in the upcoming book good change but yeah. right now it seems like these early books are being set up to explain the motivations of each of the characters uh because the, the big kind of twist here that we find out from axe is he tells the other anamorphs that what will happen to the planet earth as this invasion continues is that the yirks will wipe out everything that is not important to keeping the human hosts alive so cassie's motivation is basically earth child i don't want the earth to be destroyed nature is beautiful all that so like from that level i get the whale thing because it's like oh save the whales oh the whales. whale saved us sort of bullshit thing whatever yeah um (laughs) however with this whole thing i do want to point out that and this might be getting into serious theories a little bit later on but i do I don't buy either either is mistaken about how this will go down or the Yerks are very, very stupid about ecology because you can't like <laughs> you the, cannot destroy. Everything. That's not how that works. Like you can't be like, uh, you can destroy everything. That's fine if that's your plan, but the plan of we're just going to keep enough stuff alive to keep humans alive. Like, no, like <laughs> it's not like, okay, we need these six species and we're good. Like, that's not how ecosystems exactly. work. So either Axe is confused, which I don't think he necessarily is because of stuff Visser 3 says later, or the Yerks are super confused about, like, how <laughs> how to keep stuff alive because it's not exactly. going to work the way that they're doing it.
0: And also there's no way they're going to get every single insect killed oh yeah that is their goal there's no way
1: they say it's like i i'm picturing what is happening because they say it's like oh the earth is going to be like a barren wasteland is that they're just Uh gonna like plan on rounding up the humans and putting them in kind like the humans that they want to keep um Mm -hmm. as hosts or like i guess breeding populations for hosts which that's creepy but like they're gonna round them up and keep them in little like small (laughs) areas and then just like Uh torch everything else like that's because they say like, oh, they're not gonna... a good plan. No, it's y'all. a super bad plan. And like, it won't work because then like, you can't sus- like, it's just, it's just like feasibly just it can't. won't work. <laughs> 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 but that is the threat that they are under now that Cassie, you know, Cassie's like, I don't want the world to become a barren wasteland. And so that is now my motivation for continuing the good fight of being an anamorph is uh, to prevent mm-hmm. this, this to prevent global catastrophe. From dying. Yeah. Yeah, which is which, noble, you know. but like also, I feel a lot less like and you know we've talked about him before, but like, okay, Jake's motivation is basically because I'm the leader, which is a bad motivation, and also because of his brother, which like that's a little bit yeah, better, gotta save Tom, Rachel's is like because I don't want love to be destroyed, which is an interesting thought that that is where she's like, I don't want humanity as a whole to be destroyed and yes, like love yeah. and emotions and, and stuff relationships
0: like that. and things. Yeah.
1: Tobias is like, I'm doing this for my own. I'm humanity. a hawk. Well, he's a hawk, but he's doing it to like, assert <laughs> <a service> his <laughs> own humanity um, and not fall into the predator prey dichotomy. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. So like all of those are kind of like deep and interesting. Like Cassie's is very like, what well, Jake's. You, well, Jake's but... isn't, but Jake sucks. <laughs> um, and Cassie sucks a little bit, too, I feel like. Because hers is like, I like horses. I, I don't want horses to die. They, they, they don't belong suck. together because they suck. They don't belong together because
0: they're s- too boring to be with anyone else.
1: I don't know if I think Cassie is boring in general. Mm-hmm. I think she's just boring as a viewpoint character.
0: There, that could be. That could be. And then Marcos we'll get to in the next book because... He, he changed. Well, I don't want to spoil it,
1: but. There's a lot going on with Marco.
0: Marco changed dramatically, in my opinion. Super dramatically. So much. Um, so the whales carry the morphs back to town, I guess, all the way back to town. And Axe takes on. So he touches yep. each of the four human morphs. Mm-hmm. He doesn't touch. She doesn't bother with Tobias. I wish,
1: um, he had. I wish he had.
0: I wish he had. I wish he had just like a big old yeah. But no, he becomes like some weird amalgamation of all four of the children. Mm-hmm and they that's very weird to me and also why wasn't an immediate thing like how can we also do that teach us
1: yes i want to one. be a tiger with gorilla arms yes number two <laughs> my main like feeling when reading this them all being like oh my god it was so weird like seeing him with like my features is like and i think i talked about how i'm face stupid before i don't think uh-huh. i would notice i think i'd be like someone else would be like oh my god that's so weird M, he has your exact nose and i'd be like people say that like my actual relatives have my nose and i don't notice so like i i just i think i'm face stupid and i can't like distinguish features
0: please donate to help M correct her face stupidness (laughs) every penny helps
1: I can't, I won't be able to distinguish who's on the penny. I hear it's Lincoln, but.
0: <laughs> but we have to start there with the famous faces. So please send us your coinage, your dollar bills.
1: <laughs> We're just going to hold them up and let her look at them and identify the presidents.
0: Until she can tell who is who. And hopefully she'll forget what she already knows about who's on which, but,
1: you know. It's not a perfect system. <laughs>
0: uh and axe also he decides to pledge his allegiance to Prince Jake mm-hmm. and help fight
1: the mm-hmm. He does pledge his allegiance to Prince. Oh my
0: god! <laughs> okay, let's get to your shipping. then So listen. when you ship Axe with Prince Jake, listen. This is is most... Axe a human in his human everything. form, or is he an Andal? Everything. It's everything.
1: <laughs> listen. If we're here shipping Rachel and Tobias the hawk boy, I am allowed to ship Prince Jake and Axe, these sometimes Andalite, sometimes various other animals, sometimes a weird amalgamation of Jake and the other people he might have a crush on. I just, I really like a lot of the tropes that would come out of this potential pairing. Um, I like... The the alien who is weirdly devoted to one person. I love that. I love that uh-huh, idea. huh The whole like reluctant leader thing is a lot more fun if you are like in this. If you have someone that's obsessed yes, with you. Yes, exactly. Like it, yes. it colors it more. I like all of the the uh potential for for weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> And I would argue, here's the thing, uh, it's not just that I ship Axe and Jake, and actually Axe and Jake was the ship that I came to last in this book, because the other uh-huh, ship uh-huh. that I think emerged from this book, Cassie and Marco, Cassie and Marco! <laughs> <laughs> Cassie and Marco, it's so good, it's so good though, why are we wasting time with the Cassie, Jake bullshit? Listen. Because
0: they all have to grow as people before they can find their true love. No. They're only 13, and They're
1: only 13. No, because I like Rachel Tobias. I like Rachel Tobias so much. But here's yeah, the thing true. with Cassie Jake versus Cassie Marco. Cassie Jake okay. is a boring puddle of vanilla pudding, and I hate it, and it's bland. <laughs> um, Cassie Marco is so spicy, and I don't mean that because that sounds a little <laughs> racist because, like, that doesn't. what <laughs> I mean they're it's two a, brown kids no it's yeah so right <laughs> that's not what i meant what i meant was I that like <laughs> they, they test each other right like marco's like uh-huh. marco's like "Ooh, i'm so i'm so uh pessimistic and i hate everything and cassie's like but i love the world and marco's like well maybe for you cassie i could love the world too it's so good it's so good it is that trope of the the Bad attitude yes. and cinnamon roll. Yes, exactly. And I'm here for it. And Cassie and Jake suck so hard, but they're they trying do. To, they're so bland. They're so they're bland so and bland. nothing. And they just like each other because they were told to earlier in this book. And if they could just set aside mm-hmm. those feelings and realize that their true loves are right there. Ugh. Jake acts, Cassie, Marco for life, and obviously Rachel Tobias. <laughs> and Rachel Tobias, because, duh. <laughs> yeah, we were already sold on that one. You didn't have to. You didn't have to. You know, do this. That sales was pitch. well placed. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well plotted out. But the yeah. Uh, so I guess I did forget to mention Jake and Cassie enter kind of a secret relationship because they they admit to each other kind of how they feel when they think they're about to die to Visser Three before the whales step in, um, and. Cass is like, Jake, I just wanted you to know I didn't want to die without telling you. And Jake's like, I know, or vice versa. I can't remember who said what. Yeah, and see, so you're and... saying this
1: right now, and literally, this is, like, the first I've heard of it because I <gasps> apparently just glossed over this part because their fucking relationship yeah. is so boring, and I don't care. It's very boring.
0: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, well, I, I guess it gets into it a little bit more in the next book. Ugh, but, Cassie yeah, Jake's
1: they are now in a secret relationship. Hmm. Which just <laughs> makes Jake's inevitable turn to realize his true feelings for axe all the sweeter Mm -hmm. all the better
0: (laughs) he won't have to hide that relationship
1: no i mean like him and if jake and cassie are like here's what i'm picturing long game i'm about to write this fan fiction y'all like long game i hope you age them all oh yeah yeah yeah. this is like i'm talking (laughs) about like towards the end of the book series when they're all 19 this is book 55 when they're like when they're like 1920 and it's fine and not creepy Um, so like Jake and Cassie have been together for years and are like uh-huh. the couple, and everyone's like, Oh yeah, they're like the team mom and dad. Um, so they have like all of these like expectations. Oh yeah, we're we're like, you know, we're holding this team together with our like couple dumb. But then yeah. like, um I don't know, like Jake and Axe go on like a secret mission together or something, and Axe uh, Axe, yes, yes, yes. Ax, of course, has realized that he's in love with Jake and like has said this to Jake in a way that he feels like is like obvious. Like he said shit mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah. You know, like I'll follow you to the ends of the world because say, I'm in love with you is like the implication. But Jake is just like, Oh, Axe is such a good soldier. Like, wow. Cool. yeah, Cool. Axe. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so Axe is like, well, I mean, I'm dumb. Jack. Right. So Axe is like, well, I mean, like I've told him like, what else can I do? Um, I guess he's just not interested. It's fine. Like he's obviously in love with Cassie. It's fine. Uh So then like they go on a secret mission together Mm -hmm. and then Jake is kind of like I don't know like they do a bunch of the fan fiction shit where like they have to share a bed or whatever because there's only one bed at the hotel. (laughs) Who cares? Uh, (laughs) Anyway so there's a lot of a lot of cuddling and a lot of angst um, and when they get back like Cassie and Jake like have this whole because don't do a cheat but Cassie and Jake like have Uh this whole talk where they're like are we really like together because we love each other we or want we just to be together because we, we feel we're like we're supposed mm-hmm. to be and then they break up yes. and it's very amicable. Um, and in the meantime, like, Marco and Cassie are, like, best, best, best friends at this point. And then, like... So, yes. So Jake and Axe get into a relationship, like, immediately after and Axe is like, oh, my gosh, like, you're just rebounding and they have all the angst and stuff. And then Cassie and Marco is just like, oh, well, I guess we're dating now. And it's, like, a nice, like... I guess we are. Yeah, yeah they're just, like... Jake and Axe are the drama, the drama bombs, mainly because yes. Jake needs to do something to be useful. He
0: needs to be,
1: yeah, he needs to be somewhat exciting. Yes, and then Cassie and Mark are just like a nice, ha- healthy relationship.
0: And Rachel's in the corner making out with a hawk.
1: Rachel, see, Rachel and Tobias's <laughs> thing is going to be that long, long game of like, we can never be together because you're a fucking hawk. Uh, it's like Lady Hawk. Yes yes
0: <sighs> except for he
1: never turns into yeah, anything else no just a hawk all right you want to get into i guess serious theories yeah let's our
0: yeah serious theories let's hear what you think is gonna happen um obviously at the point where we're recording this we have read the next book in the series so we know a little bit yes i'm it not about
1: gonna that. discuss any of that though because i have a theory okay. that came up specifically in this book and i think i okay i need you to i need you to come with me on this one
0: i will okay take me on a journey
1: tobias is dead
0: God. <laughs> so, okay, Hold so up. wait, so what What happened in his POV where he says Tobias no, is no, dead?
1: No, 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 okay. no, okay. Oh, he's actually Listen, dead. Listen, he's actually dead. Okay. A person... No more Hawk boy. No, there is a Hawk Boy. The person oh, that was human Tobias uh-huh. died in book one. <gasps> the character we know of as Tobias is not that person. <gasps> it's
0: just a random Hawk? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen... <laughs> Because they brought okay, this okay. up again in this book, right? So in this book, uh-huh. the whole setup is like Cassie and Tobias are both having these weird visions, these weird dreams of this Andalite in the ocean who can talk to them, we think, because Cassie is so in tune with nature and very good at morphing, and because Tobias talked to and that Andalite for a long connection time.
0: connection with the <gasps> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like where okay. this is going. So
1: when Tobias went back... To help Elfangor he ended up like getting caught or whatever and he was the thing like I think we kind of saw Elfangor got get eaten, but like maybe he morphed into Elfangor or something like that was his first morph because they already had the morphing powers at that point. and Elfangor yes. morphed into Tobias, okay yeah. so for the first book, Elfangor as Tobias is like, oh shit, I got that killed that kid killed. I can't tell these other (laughs) fools that I'm that guy because they'll turn on me. Like they don't, they're not, you know, Andalites. They don't know. Yeah. They'll think I did it on purpose. Right. They'll, they'll be suspicious. So he pretends that he's just regular Tobias. And if you remember, Tobias was the one who was like pushing everyone like, Hey, we need to morph. We need to morph. We need to morph. So he's trying to get these fools ready. Um, So he's, you know, being Tobias, going back and forth, whatever. Uh He goes down into the, the, the pool as a hawk. And in the process, as we've seen, when they turn into animals, their, like, brains get all fuddled and whatever. So he turns into a hawk. All of the other animals are like, hey, hey, man, like, come on, Tobias, it's cool. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm Tobias, I'm Tobias, I'm Tobias. So he gets that (laughs) into his head. So then when he gets stuck as a hawk, he now believes he is Tobias stuck as a hawk. But he's really Elfangor, who is pretending to be Tobias and is now a hawk.
0: And he's just one head injury away from realizing this. Yes. Oh my God. Mm
1: -hmm. This is my theory. I
0: love it. I love it. I want this now. And then when what happens when Rachel realizes she's been in love with an Andalite the whole time? Oh, she's
1: super into it. Obviously, she's like, "Oh yeah, I like this even yeah.
0: more. Than that you're not some weirdo thirteen <laughs> year old boy." <laughs> oh, that's very good. Yep. So that's that's, very that's
1: my current my current uh, theory on where this book is going. I don't think that's actually what's going to happen, but man, it'd be great if it was.
0: It might be a little bit too deep for the series that we're reading, yeah. but but. We've been surprised yeah. before by how dark this series is. And gone, I will be so. keeping
1: an eye out for further confirmation that Tobias is dead and actually all Yes. <laughs> good, good, good. Speaking of it being dark, uh what was your most morbid moment this week? Uh the the moment that was maybe the creepiest or scariest or just saddest of these books that are theoretically for children. Yeah.
0: I think my most morbid moment was when they were all just willing to accept their death, mm. the hands of Visser three, and, like, Tobias was just, like, hanging out waiting for him to come back. Like, can you imagine how long he would have just kept waiting? Like, over he would have been freaking out after it got past the two-hour mark, right? Mm-hmm. And then he would have waited all—I mean, he has nothing else to do except for look for them in this ocean. He'd be looking for days yeah, before he even knew what happened. Yeah, and that's— And then he'd be the only mortal. And
1: he and couldn't, couldn't even guy. more if he'd just be a hawk i think at that point honestly he would probably just give up and go be like a hawk in the forest because, go mate with that other hawk uh, yeah. yeah no that one's dead that, died. that she that dead. died her sister <laughs> oh gross <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i think that was it because it was very like this this has happened several times in the books where they've just been like very willing to die for the cause uh and we are only and this is book Five? Four. Four? This is book four? Yeah. Dang. They're really dedicated. They really That's are. all I can say. They're
1: very, very accepting of their eventual fates, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. So what about you? What was your most morbid moment? Um,
1: mine was actually the opening of this book, and this was, kind of, this was kind of a meta morbid moment. Uh-huh. Because I was thinking about how these books are, like, and we've talked about this a little bit, these books are from the 90s, and, like... hmm Kid Lit in the 80s and 90s, and I'm sure anybody who is reading you know, Kid Lit in the 80s and 90s can attest to this, most series had this thing, right, of like, you were not expected to necessarily read every single book. Right. It was just like, Mm -hmm. oh, you can pick any of them up whenever and like get into the story and it'll be a complete story and there might be stuff that doesn't get like tied up or whatever. But like you get the whole series or the whole story in Uh the book and you don't have to have read every single one. And we see this a lot in this series where like chapter two is pretty much the recap chapter of like, okay, here's all the characters. I'm going to tell you the same like five facts about them.
0: Or how every book starts with, my name is blank. I wish I could tell you my last name. I really could, yeah. but I can't.
1: <laughs> now, usually most of these is pretty much that. Like, the opening is, I wish I could tell you, I can't, we have to disguise ourselves, whatever. And it's pretty, like, it's not crazy intense, but this one gets, like, zero to 60 crazy intense real fast. That is it true. Goes, if that I is can true. just, like, read the first, uh, like, three paragraphs yes. of this. They're short paragraphs. My name is Cassie. I can't tell you my last name. I wish I could, but I can't even tell you what town I live in or what state. We have to disguise our identities. San Francisco. We Animorphs. It's not about being shy. It's about staying alive. Okay, that's pretty much the typical. And then usually Mm -hmm. in this first chapter, and this is true for this one too, there's like a little bit of like, oh, we're going to show you what the Animorphs do. They're going to like go out and intervene in some everyday Problem by turning into an animal just as like a taste, right? um uh-huh. And that's how we kind of ease into the sci-fi stuff. But in this one, it goes: If the Yerks ever learn who we are, we'll be done for. If they don't kill us outright, they'll make us controllers. They'll force a Yurk slug into our brains where it will take control of us, making us slaves, tools of the Yurk invasion of Earth. Like, chill out, Cassie. We are three <laughs> paragraphs in, my friend. Can you imagine hot and heavy? Can you imagine if you were like an a nine-year-old, and you went and got this book from the library, and it's like, oh, it's a fun book from about the scholastic uh, book Right, from fair. the scholastic book fair. And it's like, oh, it's a fun book about like a girl who turns into a dolphin. What a what a treat. What a delight for me, little Jimmy. Like, and then you read this and it's like <laughs> genocide, slavery, like the entire human race is gonna be wiped out. And I'm like, okay, that's a little I should have just picked up Friendle. I should have read <laughs> Babysitter's Club. Christy never had to deal with this. <laughs>
0: Even those homeless boxcar children had it oh, good. Man,
1: boxcar children, fuck yeah.
0: <laughs> I I love those books too. There was
1: all oh, way too many. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, but yeah, that was mine. I was just it was more like that's that's a good one. You're right. This book did start off just really like, right? Diving right into all the darkness of the animal. I series. wonder if
1: that'll be consistent with um Cassie books or if that just is kind of like a one off with this one that they're just trying to mix well, it up. Well, Cassie a
0: little. is like supposed to be the soft-hearted one so things probably do hit her a little bit harder than they do the other morphs
1: i think also isn't she the first one to have killed
0: yes in the first book and they i was expecting her to like reflect
1: on that in this one but nah she's cold-hearted i think i think that's really the thing with cassie i think that like we're supposed to see rachel as kind of like ooh the warrior princess they like keep calling her amazon and whatever and i think we're like that cassie is really actually kind of the one you have to watch out for I think Rachel is more Uh upfront about it.
0: I think Cassie's in her next POV. She's going to slip. She's going to mention how she loves killing.
1: Well, it's not even... I mean, she does (laughs) love killing. Cassie loves killing. Um, It's not even that I think, like, uh, Cassie is... I think what it is is that I think Rachel is quick to fury and that's like predictable. Uh-huh. I think Cassie is like cold fury, right? Like that's true. And it's yeah. scary. She does what needs to exactly, be done. Exactly. She
0: does talk about in this book, like how she's just used to having to like put down animals mm-hmm. and stuff when they're sick. Yeah. She's dealt with that for a long time. And so I guess
1: I think she's, she's definitely a realist. I think if it comes down yeah. to like in the last book, um, there's going to be like a choice of like saving a friend or destroying the world Rachel would be like but I love Tobias I can't possibly kill him not Swiftwind. Ca- Cassie would be like fuck you Marco our love is pure but like there's <laughs> six but you million have other to people go, by.
0: I'll tell your dad you said right goodbye. exactly <laughs> Cassie is
1: Cassie is ready to shank a bitch if needed
0: yes yes very true
1: so is she your most valuable morph no you know who my most valuable morph is is Who? Marco, actually, which was surprising <gasps> to In me. In this book? Yes, because here's why. Wow, one. okay, okay. Because bitch got his fucking legs yeeted off. Like, they that's fucking true. bit his <laughs> legs off, and he had to deal with that. And everybody else is just like, oh, fuck. And he managed to, like, morph his way through it, even though I think that's nonsense that you physically could do that, that that's the rule, apparently. But since it is, mm-hmm. that Marco managed to keep it together enough to morph back into human form while basically dying um i think i think puts him on the board for most valuable morph this week how about you Uh, what was yours this might be a little bit cheaty
0: but i think my most valuable morph this week is axe oh and not for what he provided in this book but for what i think he will provide in the future okay okay because he gave them a lot of like background information and stuff and this one that they lacked And so I think that's kind of, like, for me, why in this book he feels, like, the most valuable. But then I think he's just going to keep building on that Mm -hmm. because he knows so much more about the year. Because he knows so much more about morphing. He knows so much more about those two things. Yes,
1: (laughs) yes. I do think, I think there is something to, that this team needed a... um, Yes. A A Q, a Merlin. Yes, something to, to guide them. I hope that he doesn't become just that. Like, just the encyclopedia of yerk knowledge i hope that he has like character development and I, i'm sure he will i think that yeah I, we've talked a little bit about like how we seriously do enjoy these books i really do think these are actually really enjoyable books they're um, excellent and i they at this point i trust applegate enough that she is going to have a good character arc for this alien boy he has so much growing to do yes that's very true
0: Yes, and I, I'm I'm excited that they've added him to the team. For sure. Like, he's really going to flesh out, like, I think because Tobias, who is their main, like, motivator, mm-hmm. has become this hawk, and he's become a little bit, like, sad about being just a the hawk. They really need someone else there to push them, and yeah. I think this is... This is the, this is the guy to do it.
1: Axe. I think that the one who was actually like the least valuable morph this week was not Jake for once. I think it was actually Tobias just because I think mm, that he didn't do he shit didn't do shit. and coming down from kind of his last book, his last couple books where he's really been very helpful to the team. Yeah. Like he really didn't provide anything in this book that wasn't provided by Cassie, you know? Exactly
0: yeah he didn't even really need to be in this nah. book and he wasn't for a majority of it because he's a bird he can't change into anything can't else out in the
1: ocean doesn't work yeah no place for him to land. he can't
0: go underwater
1: yeah
0: i mean he read that the ship was going to shanghai but i mean even he admitted that like there's no point in me being here and now they've added axe who can keep time in his head
1: right what's they don't even need to buy us in his, his clock his watch that he wears on his bird
0: what the fuck <laughs> on you his guys a <laughs> 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 little timex
1: that wouldn't Okay. I can't. I can't get into bird anatomy again. Not
0: again. Not after the gun. <laughs> not <scenario>. after <laughs> the bird
1: gun. Jesus. Yeah. <sighs> oh man. Well, do we have anything else we need to talk about with this one? I'm not
0: sure. I think I think uh it we kinda discussed it all because this is just a filler book Mm. until the next well
1: i wouldn't even say it's a filler i think in terms of plot it's setup yeah it's very important because of like you said acts but um yeah it's it's
0: it's it's like a sophomore book yeah like a middle book a little less
1: character growth i think in this one uh a little more moving the dominoes into place
0: yes and i think the next book is definitely like the end of Act one, you know. Well, we've got, we'll
1: have gotten all the viewpoint characters because next week we are reading number five, The Predator, which is a Marco POV. Um, Now, I've said all the viewpoint characters. I think eventually we do get Axe points of view. Mm -hmm. But...
0: Yeah, it goes Jake, Rachel, and then Axe. Yeah. But
1: isn't book number six another Marco?
0: No, I think it's Rachel. Oh. Let me see. Yeah, it goes Jake, Rachel, Axe, Cassie, Marco.
1: No, Tobias.
0: Oh, my gosh. Jake, Rachel, Axe, Cassie, Marco, Jake, Rachel oh then enterprise. I shouldn't read too far ahead
1: okay never mind I was like he dies oh <laughs> uh, yeah all right so next week oh
0: that one's narrated by Elfangor what what, <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> we all know <laughs> all right um so yeah next week book number or not next week sorry I forget that we do this every next two fortnight. weeks yeah um next fortnight book number five The Predator Marco POV very excited to talk mm-hmm. about it
0: um, yes yeah y'all thought we were dreading it and we did too
1: but no no marco knocked out of the park marco dude. we'll get into it um yep anyway <laughs> in the meantime if you are a stanomorph and want to discuss <laughs> your own uh serious theories although please again no spoilers no spoilers dude but if you want to talk about animal shit with us or if you as always if you have a book that is not anamorphs that you think we should cover once we get back to covering non-Animorphs books mm-hmm. this fall, um, you can tweet at us at HateReadCast on Twitter um or email us, HateReadCast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. It is a joy and a delight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I feel like I I said yeah and it sounded sarcastic and then I didn't want it to be but then I just kept going with it like "Mm -hmm, yeah
1: see what would have happened would be you did that embarrassing thing that you just did and I would have cut out everything except for the first yeah and then just moved on to the rest of our wrap up stuff but now I'm leaving (laughs) all of it in excellent So,
0: excellent this is that you guys are seeing the real me now um we are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms so if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of them you definitely should so that you can get the latest episode of hate read the Slummer reading project in your inbox as soon as we post it um if you use apple podcasts you could leave us a five-star review that would be super awesome and you should, awesome. you should, and you should. yeah you yeah. can and you should um Morally, and if you don't use apple. it is your duty <laughs> if you do not the yearks will come control you to do it if you don't use apple podcasts that's okay you can still talk about us to everybody you know and love and even those you know and don't love maybe some people you know and hate because i don't know everyone could use a little bit of hate reading their lives <laughs> Oh man. Wow. I'm really not gonna of the park. Uh, in the words of KA Applegate, I should have been in bed. Instead I was in the barn, getting ready to turn into a squirrel. <laughs> oh man. The series is so good. Series is okay, great. let me stop recording.
1: <laughs> did I tell you I bought the wrong one? Oh no, which one did you buy? The one with the orca on the cover. Oh, that's so (laughs) far. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Don't read ahead.
1: I haven't. It's like thirty something. I I think. Don't
0: want you to get spoiled.